0: Hi! Hi! Welcome to staying, staying in, in with Emily and Kamel.
1: I saw um, saw you did. You've been doing a lot of press, and I saw somebody refer to our podcast. A, a, a large publication referred to our podcast as something like staying home. Staying home.
0: Yeah. People don't. People don't. How? People don't.
1: People don't. <laughs> people
0: just don't.
1: People just don't. Uh, it's
0: hard to also. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to correct. Sometimes people will just call it staying in. It should be staying in with Emily and Kumail yeah. because there is another podcast called Staying In, and um, and you and I
1: have a record of doing things with names attached. We also did the Meltdown with Jonah and Kumail
0: because both those things with the <laughs> Meltdown that was in a co- in a comic book store called Meltdown Comics. So we'd, we we have not done a couple, good job. Three
1: things. Uh, We're not good at naming. Welcome to Staying In with Emily and Kumail. Hi, I'm Emily V Gordon.
0: I'm Kumail V Nanjiani. <laughs> Um, we
1: are your hosts for this uh time limited series limited series podcast uh about Why are
0: you explaining it as if it's the first episode? It might be for,
1: for some somebody? people. Yeah, okay. it might be. All right. We got to think about those people. Uh welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh this is our 11th episode, I believe.
0: This is our 11th episode. Um how are, how are you feeling today? Um this week.
1: Y- uh, you know, it, it's been interesting. Uh one thing I was thinking about the other day was that I am actually physically perhaps um, healthier than I've been in a very long time because as an immunocompromised human being...
0: You're out in the world usually.
1: When I am out in the world, I am around germs and I am just Uh, more likely to get sick. I'm more likely to have issues. If I do anything that kind of taxes my system and I'm out among germs... I'm just very likely to get sick. So I've like been working out harder.
0: We go to bed early. We wake <laughs> up, we sleep a
1: lot. Yeah, it's, um, and I know that's not true for everybody, but I think it's been interesting for me to be like, oh yeah, it actually is the world that kind of hurts me.
0: And it's also just, we would like go out, you know, we would have like dinners with friends yeah. and we wouldn't, wouldn't go to bed early. We mm. had stuff to leave the house every single day. And I was thinking about this. We talked about it a little bit. Like I, I talked last week about how much I miss my life, and we were like, "What were our lives? It's been so long. I barely, I barely. Who are our friends? Do we have friends? Right? That's the thing people. you do, by the
1: way. Every few months, you will like tr- we'll try to figure out like what to do with the weekend, and you always go, "Wait, who are our friends? Who are they? Do we <laughs> yeah. have? Because what's interesting about being in the comedy community is that we have a ton of people we know fairly well." But right. that doesn't that's not the same as friends. We have but really good friends. We have
0: really good friends, yeah. but it's it's weird where your friends are also your coworkers. So that's how it is. Weird. But it is like I do miss my life. And what so you? the stages were, you know, getting used to it, fear, 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 getting used to it. And then missing what I was missing last week, like really being like, oh, I want my life back. And now it's to the point where I don't know exactly because we were saying this. We would
1: like hate doing stuff. Yeah, that's the thing that's interesting. There's this phenomenon that I thought of, and because I have the uh, privilege of uh, m- my family still lives in the house that I grew up in. So I can go back to my childhood bedroom at any point in time. But what you learn about homesickness or you learn about any kind of sick life sickness, ooh, but not the COVID kind, the like, emotional kind, is that there is no going back. That's the, that's can the never fuck go of it all. Again? Like, even what I'm homesick for, I can't get by going back home again.
0: You're homesick for a feeling, you for, were saying. a
1: feeling, for a time, for a mindset, for right. everything. And I think that's what I've been kind of messing with me as far as what I'm missing in my own life, is I'm missing something that when I had it, I kind of was annoyed about it. <laughs>
0: Well, it's, it's also, you're, you're really homesick for a way of looking at the world, the way you thought the world was, which was, you know, when you were like 16, living at home, your conception of the world is very different from how you see the world now. Right. And then similarly, for me, being in L- New York feels very different from being in LA. Mm-hmm. And in LA, I was like, LA feels a certain way. There's a certain thing to it. It's like sort of an alien landscape. There's palm trees and deserts, but also there's these buildings. I was like, oh, LA has a certain feel to it. And now the last two and a half months LA does not have that feel anymore even yeah. when we leave the house go on a walk or we like go the on a the palm trees are there drive somewhere right but they are lonely but everything feels different so it's it's kind of weird where I'm homesick for LA but but it's L.A., I am in L.A., and I'm homesick (laughs) for where I already am. Exactly. But what I am has completely
1: changed. And what the world is has changed.
0: Right. So it's not even that I miss, as you were saying, specifically going, seeing our friends, although I do, or going out to dinner, although I do. And I miss just what the—I'm homesick for just that whole feeling of that life. Yeah. Which was— it's hard to put into words because when you're in it, you're in it. It's like, you know what it is? You know, when we like leave the house, well, like we like we were in London for six months, right? Mm-hmm. And then we come home, we come into our house and we're like, oh, that's what our house smells like.
1: Yes. You we didn't for- even know.
0: You forget. Yeah. Like only after you're away for a couple months, not a bad smell, just like every house is a different sort of smell.
1: Ours is straight poop.
0: Our, ours, just ours happens to be human excrement. Oh, it's we
1: not It's not human, honey. Oh, it's not? It's not cat either. I guess that's good. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have it shipped in every two weeks. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, Anonymous Poop. It's a variety. Anonymouspoop.com. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Amazon used to carry their stuff, but it's I guess losses. Poopery. <laughs> um, uh. So so that's what it is. It's like you don't know the smells there until you don't smell it for a while. And that's how I feel about my life. We're like, I didn't realize that was my life until it right. was gone.
1: That's what I kept thinking through, like, what are the things that I miss? And it's like, well, what my life, a lot of my life was spent in this house working because this is where I happen to work. But also my life is spent like... Uh, having lunch with friends in the middle of the day to break it up. Going to meetings that are mostly pointless. Sorry if any of you are listening. Uh, having to drive a bunch all over LA. And it's like, I don't miss any... I mean, I miss having lunches with friends. Not I any miss,
0: specific thing. Yeah, it's
1: not one specific thing. I even miss the things that annoyed me. because, And I think us being in London... For a few months, was a weird trial balloon for this because I in London did not have a job. You were making a Marvel movie, <laughs> and I didn't have a job, so I actually I made a couple of friends. But for the most part, I was working in our apartment in London with absolutely no social life, and it was just this kind of odd alien. I
0: had not thought of that landscape prep- for me to be
1: in. And then I would come home once a month to get my treatments, uh, to get the infusion done. I would come to L- Los Angeles once a month, and then when I got here, I'd be like what is it I do when I'm in L.A.?
0: (laughs) Right, you'd come back once a month to get your I would come
1: for like three days, and I'd be like, what do I do when I'm here? And I'd be like, I I see friends. And then I would be like driving through L.A., and I'd be like, hey, this is actually kind of nice. Why was I always complaining about driving in L.A.? Uh, And this is all pre-COVID stuff. So I had this weird trial balloon of like feeling a little, like my life was a little alien to me. Right. But I think that's where we all are.
0: Right. It's this weird thing. I think you hit on it when you said, when you come back, what's my life? It's like, you don't really choose your life you life sort of happens it chooses you that's a lame way of putting it but here she um, is
1: bagel was sitting on a box in another room and we said bagel we're going to be recording a podcast you might want to be
0: close to us and now she is here (laughs) um she's she's going to sit in the puzzles um it's you don't choose your life right and it just sort of happens um and i feel like maybe now this is an opportunity as it seems like The world is kind of opening back up. Uh, Certainly other parts of America have opened up to significant degrees. And California is starting to. They just said that barbers and stuff are going to open back up soon. And I have many, many feelings on that. But the fact is, it's sort of opening back up. And now I guess there's...
1: Maybe we get to make some choices.
0: Maybe you're a little more intentional about what you have in your life. And the other thing about London is, even on the weekends... We were just with each other. We had friends there and we stuff, did. but I was tired and I just wanted to be with you. We hadn't spent time together all week. so. Really and I was
1: insane. When, when you would come home every day from work more, and I would be mouth. like, hi, 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 I haven't talked to anyone all day. Hi, yeah. how are you? Hi, I've been working. A lot <laughs> I had a desk at. that uh, was uh, unfolded and I would sit at my desk all day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
0: go ahead. And, and it was a tiny place. Yeah. Um, I... It's just our it is a good prep for our lives because we basically on the weekends are just with each other now. We were just with each other that we would go on super long walks
1: mm-hmm. there. We do that now.
0: But we would also go to restaurants. But we
1: yeah, and we would wear masks, which we did not do in London.
0: And <laughs> and I would get to work.
1: There is a term called um sliding, not deciding, that people often use to refer to uh, cohabitating or being relationships, in relationships. Yeah. yeah that the ideas that unfortunately we've gotten into a thing where you just kind of slide into decisions in your life rather than deciding I'm going to do this thing it just kind of happens and you're like you turn around and you're like oh shit I've been living with this guy I don't really like very much Um, and I think maybe that that's been true for everybody's life and maybe for those of us who um, have an opportunity to kind of be think about what their lives are going to be when this when things are as things are opening back up it's a good opportunity to kind of cut out the shit you don't want to be doing and that you shouldn't be doing and maybe um yeah making some more intentional decisions i would say let's real quick uh what weird thing made you cry this week before we get into it because we're going to talk a lot it wasn't
0: weird it was like you with your thread on twitter talking (laughs) about What it was like, because there was an article that you tweeted that was basically like, you know, people think that once you've been on a ventilator, you're off it, that's over, that there's a whole, you don't, you leave the ventilator, ventilator kind of never leaves you. I remember after you were sick, we were, we were watching X-Files and there's a storyline where Scully's on a ventilator and that's when we stopped watching the (laughs) Um, uh, X-Files and it wasn't a skippable episode. It uh, was an important... Turns out it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you kind of then sort of missed the mythology. I mean, that's a big moment for Scully.
1: Well, there's um, going to be a lot of people who are going to miss that yeah. mythology from now on. Well, we
0: were trying to play uh, Mortal Kombat, and it it's was too violent. intense yeah. for us.
1: There, um,
0: and it, you were talking about... Can you? Should
1: yeah, we talk about this? I, I'll, I'll talk about it for a minute. The, uh, the article is just basically about there is a... It, not only does a ventilator physically damage you, my vocal cords were quite damaged uh, after I was on a ventilator, but I also, um, emo- I, I can't even talk about it now. Um, emotionally, it is just a thing that I can't, you can't, it's hard. It's the most traumatic thing that is, Oh huh?
0: <laughs> No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can you, can you explain what happened? Uh Bagel sat down on the current puzzle that I'm doing, uh, oh my God, and started licking her own butt and just destroyed the puzzle. Just... No, 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 she didn't. I she shattered the bottom of it 100%. And it was going to
0: fall off the thing and I saved it. And I now being on a ventilator
1: puzzle. is the second most traumatic thing. <laughs>
0: Tell them never the to story. I'm sorry.
1: Um, no, ooh. of how I saved
0: the puzzle. Uh, yes. Not your boring <laughs> ventilator story.
1: Camille saved the puzzle and kicked the cat off of the puzzle. I didn't
0: kick her off. I was just saving the puzzle. And then she... She
1: was like, I'll lick my butt somewhere else. Wow, that was uh, such a horrible thing to watch happen just now. But anyway, yes, I can't... Anyway, back to ventilator back traumatic. To... So the article was just about... A, a little bit the PTSD that comes from being on a ventilator and that some people, it takes years to recover physically. It takes years uh, to recover emotionally. And I just kind of tweeted a few thoughts about my own experience of being on a ventilator without the added misery of whatever COVID is doing to people. Right. Um,
0: just the, but, but you also had a sickness that was also.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. But it's, you. it's just a different beast is all. Right. I can't say I had the same experience, no. but, um, it's just something to kind of keep in mind is that right. that's not it's not like a casual thing
0: that I you mean, just kind of
1: get over. It's been 13 years for me
0: and, it, and and just like not just obviously the the mental trauma of it it's a horribly invasive thing. It's saving your life but there is like a foreign item.
1: Yeah. Inside
0: you. It's a lot. Uh, but the other thing is you Basically, had to learn to walk again. People don't know this. Like, if you're in a bed for a couple weeks, all your muscles stop
1: atrophy, like a mother.
0: The atrophy. Yeah, you have to learn to walk again. And I remember you right when you sort of woke up, you were your weight was eighty pounds higher just because of water weight. It was just water weight. Tell
1: them what's up, boo.
0: And then when you start (laughs) moving a little bit, yes, that's right. The waterway comes off and then you were like 40 pounds. You'd lost like 40 pounds. It in
1: was, a, It was pretty rough. In, yeah.
0: in the in the hospital. And when I look at pictures of you back, you know, when I saw you, when I was with you, you look like Emily. But now when I look at pictures of you from right after the hospital, you were, you had lost, you just had lost a lot of weight and you had to learn to walk again. And and, and the thing you were talking about, you walked with a cane for a long time and you were talking about... Um, well, I remember when we, we watched Kill Bill, which is a movie I love, when Beatrice Kiddo, spoiler alert, that's her name, when she wakes up from the coma and she like crawls out and she's in the car and she's trying to get her toe oh, to such, work.
1: Such bullshit. You cannot will that. We it happen. were.
0: I love that movie. We were so upset. We were like, that's not realistic at all. There's no way she even, could do that. Even
1: uh, Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory when like Uncle Grandpa Joe has like been in bed for 15 years. You can't get up out of bed in 15 no. years and do a little song and dance.
0: I look mean, at me. Your muscles, look at me. Exactly. Your muscles just stop working. It's kind of amazing. Um, Everything
1: gets very small and you have to like, yeah, I remember, yeah, I couldn't walk more than a block. Can
0: you, Can you? the dog? There was a dog? <laughs> Should we talk? No? Uh,
1: just that there was, A dog that I would see on my walk from the train every day, and his name is Patty, and he was a very sweet, happy dog. I didn't know the dog, didn't know the owner. Somebody's house. Somebody's house.
0: They were in the yard, and you would always like... I would
1: just always say Patty, and it took me weeks to be able to get to Patty, And Patty was, like, on the same block as my apartment.
0: Right. Remember when you were able to walk to Patty? Did Patty remember
1: you? Patty remembers everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Patty was just like, oh, a person. Yay. But I was like, Patty. I was, like, crying over Patty. By the way, never had a conversation with that dog's owner. I had a whole storyline with that dog. Owner had no idea. Owner had no idea.
0: Um,
1: But that, uh, yeah. Just yeah, so that's the weird thing that made you cry was really. It
0: wasn't weird, but yeah. it's like you gotta warn me, you Sorry. know? It's like when you're just like listening to when I'm just like working out listening to my music and then like Johnny Cash's hurt comes <laughs> on, I'm like, come on. You can't just like <laughs> throw that on. Or the Sia song from uh Six Feet Under.
1: Oh, that's just you in have the that playlist.
0: On? It's just in the playlist. It it's be. Not in the playlist, it's just there. And I'll be like Working out, and suddenly that song comes on. It's like, all right, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody.
1: If you've seen that finale, you can't hear that song without sobbing uncontrollably. Breathe me, breathe me. Um, bagel, you nightmare cat. Uh, now she's like laying on the floor near my foot. She's determined to wreck this podcast day. Here's the weird thing that made me cry. I just was thinking about uh, one of the last times we went dancing. Uh, and that we were, it was a very, very crowded, sweaty, uh, we... we Was this the Prince thing? No, although that was super fun, too. Um, We go to, there's a goth night in L.A. that we go to. (laughs) And they, what's cool about them is they don't just play goth industrial music. I remember they played uh, This Is America by Childish Gambino, and it just was a, everybody was just getting the fuck down. And what's great about this goth night is that, like, Every type of person goes. It's like the most inclusive, awesome, amazing goth night. Um, and I just remember dancing and like feeling other people sweat on me and being like, This is amazing. I am having the best time. And um, I don't know when I'll do that again. When will that happen? So I started crying about that. I miss I've been texting with our good friend Jonah about I had tickets to see a show on Monday. Obviously that's canceled. Yeah. Uh he had tickets to go see a bunch of a couple of different shows. and yeah going to see live bands is like one of my favorite and going to like dance nights is one of my favorite yeah. things to do
0: well, I mean it's interesting this is sort of the episode about reentry re-entry a little bit it feels like the world's coming back um hey I you wrote it here it says under topics, one of them is what is a life <laughs> What is that? Is that what we talked about? Where you yeah. don't know what life? Yeah, you I don't know
1: what my life is. I, 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 and I maybe other people can attest. Like I don't know what it is that makes up my life. I just know it's it's all hard.
0: There. Like, like for instance, I get nostalgic for a time in London because I remember sort of that whole thing has now become like one experience, right? Even though it was six months, it was many kinds of days, it was all locations. I was in Spain for four weeks. That's right. Um, it was like, it was uh, all, but now it's compressed into one thing. And there are certain things I can think about and have a feel nostalgic and part of the London experience, which is like going to the butcher shop or going to like the breakfast places that we loved and and the walks we did. And But here now, even though I say I'm nostalgic for the way my life used to be, I don't know what that is because it's not there's not it's not like in a box it's like, not a i box, don't yeah. have like it's oh, not a contained
1: know. item like i miss going to eat uh at our a neighborhood diner with my good friend ria which i don't see ria that often otherwise unless we like have meals together we ha- like we usually see jonah but it's odd when you <sighs> it's odd when none of you are out collecting life experiences when you chat with your friends sometimes you're just like Well, what was it we did again? No, totally. What do we talk about? What do we... we... just...
0: I I just watch movies.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. And then you're like, "Who? who framed Roger Rabbit? We'll get into who framed Roger Rabbit. Who
0: framed Roger Rabbit? We'll tell you.
1: Spoiler alert. Who framed him? Uh, Oh, who actually did? Yeah. I know who it is. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we thought we would talk a little bit about reentry because that is kind of where we are at this point. And I think uh all of us are a little like unsure of how, what that's going to look like. All of us are excited to get back to that. But there's
0: also fear. Like there's I'm a little a I'm a little nervous about it, obviously. I think people are too.
1: Um I wanted to read a couple of uh, things that I had kind of collected that we then can talk about, and then I want to talk to you about it specifically, Kumail Nanchani.
0: Okay, because we a lot of these articles mm-hmm. are sort of about, now that the world is returning, it's sort of like the difference between abstinence and safe sex, yes. right? So it's like...
1: Safe sex education versus abstinence right. education, yeah.
0: Now we're at the point where the world is opening up. People are going to start going back to work. You can't avoid that anymore. How do you go back in the world in a way that still mitigates the risk. Yeah,
1: because a lot of the people who are upset when they see people like at like in a pool, like a thousand people in a pool. First
0: of all, even not in COVID times, yeah, wow. that seems awful. All seem those people fun. are peeing in there.
1: Everybody's peeing it's in It's
0: so many people.
1: I saw a thing that they were like, they don't have to even clean the bathrooms because nobody is using them.
0: Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: But that's oh. a small number of people. But if you give people no options... In the middle, they will go extreme because right. that's just who we are. We are right. creatures of I wish of like- we
0: were more educated about the options in the sure. middle and it wasn't up to like specific articles. There should be like... There really should be federal guidelines that are like, here's how you enter the world. But
1: here's how that's tough, because not every place in the country is the same. Like, what is true for what's safe in Los Angeles, where it's crowded and a lot of people around, it's not the same as what's true in my hometown in North Carolina. Well, then,
0: okay, so then it's up to, like, the governors. This is go what we're ahead.
1: saying, and this is where it gets complicated, um, right. because some people it like to political. yell at governors. The, uh, okay, so this is an article from Psychology Today by Alice Boys called uh, Five Thinking Errors That Could Sink Social Distancing. Because I think the idea and what I've heard from some of my relatives who don't like constantly absorb news the way that we do, unfortunately, um, is that they're like, oh, well, they said everything's opening back up, so that means it's fine. No. Doesn't mean it's fine. <laughs> it means we need to keep ourselves safe, but that we are attempting to open things back up with you having a mask on, with you, ke- and they don't. That is not a thing. That's they just think, oh, the world's open back up. It's everything's binary. Fine. It's yeah. either
0: terror <coughs> or everything's
1: exactly. Um, So here is thinking you're number one. I broke the rules and saw my friends or family last week and I'm fine. So everything must be okay. That is a very common uh, thinking of people overgeneralizing from one incident. That's Um, exactly
0: like my grandfather smoked his whole life and he never got like... Sick, so smoking must be fine.
1: Exactly. Uh, you can't overgeneralize. Generalize from what's happened to you. You might have just been quite lucky. Who knows? Number two, uh, my neighbors look like they're getting back to normal. Everything must be fine. And this, I think, I mentioned last week, where I, we had like a friend of a friend who was like doing stuff again, and we were like, oh, "Is it just us?" Yeah. Um. But
0: this person's saying the that there are like parties now. People are having a lot of parties and stuff.
1: It's and and a lot of it has been the social shaming aspect of it. So with the social shaming. Goes away if it becomes more acceptable to kind of have parties or have people over, be out. Then what will that mean for the other, every other people? We kind of look to people around us to see what's okay. To and do. so, what
0: what do we do about that? What do we do? Just
1: realize that that's like you can't, yeah, we, like you can't just rely on what your neighbors are doing. You kind of have to inform yourself. It's upon us to inform ourselves. Right,
0: mm. right, right, right. Number
1: three, it's nice and sunny outside, so everything must be fine. I think this is a big one Los Angeles does. As soon as the weather is nice, everybody's like, ah-ha, back to normal. Which is like
0: almost always.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: That's a thing I think we're sort of conditioned from movies too. In movies, rarely do you see like a beautiful day and something bad's happening. It's That is true. It's It's, it's usually everything sort of goes together because you're telling a story. Like if you think of like a great movie, do the right thing. That's on a very, very uncomfortably hot day, right? right. And temperatures are rising, and temperatures are rising. So, a lot of times, like those things, and in movies, like when there's a rain, that's usually like catharsis, there's been a break. So, I think.
1: Or if there's a storm.
0: The bad things bad.
1: often when aliens come for whatever reason a storm cloud will come and then the ship breaks out of the clouds and you're like ah Independence Day right because
0: otherwise you have to like see it coming from exactly. super far away that's, and we can't afford that we
1: cannot afford those but
0: I think stories and movies always tie in like weather stuff to movements within the story and I think that's I think that's a, a, it's a great storytelling it's, technique. Very, it's very good yeah it, it, that's what like for instance when monsters attack it's generally at night so the night is scarier and also but, easier
1: to generate monsters right
0: but w- that's why a movie like the host was great and so so different is that the monster attack happens in daylight and watching that i realized like oh you never see this anyway all this to say that people associate good weather with like right uh safety
1: a sunny day monster movie we need more of this um that's what you should have got out of that thinking error <laughs> yeah the thinking error number four are the cool kids staying home or are they taking risks uh we pay attention to what celebrities or what cool people, which in this day and age means almost anything. Um, it felt socially desirable to wear a mask and to be good. It, you know, celebrities all over the place were doing it, so that was kind of trickled down to everyone—not to everyone, but it to became a lot of the people.
0: responsible thing to do. Yeah. To, to like almost not even
1: responsible, cool,
0: almost like performatively yeah. responsible, which is a good. I'm totally I don't fine give with shit that. about that. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Um, but it it can happen in the other direction too. So we kind of have to be careful that we can't look to celebrities to be like leaders in what we should be doing.
0: And it says hookups in particular and are an interesting component of this. Um, Read it. Some people are going to find it incredibly difficult not to succumb to social pressure if someone they've previously hooked up with or met virtually during our stay-at-home period indicates they're ready to meet in person before the other person is ready. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, We got a couple letters about people who have like... About single people, yeah. Yeah, single people who have been like sort of chatting with people for a couple months, really gotten to know them, and now it's like...
1: The anticipation
0: meet them in real life. And it's
1: scary for many reasons because one virus, two, what if you like don't like them?
0: Oh, it's scary uh, 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 always. Yeah.
1: If I have, I went there's a terrible story I probably shouldn't tell. Yeah, I want not going to tell the story. Um What? About the the guy that drove down and I met him at a hotel. We're not
0: going to tell that story. Why not? You should tell that story.
1: It makes me feel. It it's makes okay. me sound Okay, I'll tell it. This. this was a long time ago.
0: You were in your late 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the story.
1: Should I tell it now? Yeah, tell it. Well,
0: well, why don't you finish this fifth one, then you'll tell the story. Number
1: five thinking error is justifying why you need to be leaving your house. Now, this is a huge one, and I think everybody falls victim to this because everyone thinks that what they're doing is completely rational, thought out, makes sense. They have reasons for doing it. Those reasons are good and just. What they don't understand, what none of us understand, is that other people around you don't know your justifications. And I think this is where a lot of the fury comes in, whether or not your justification is accurate. When I am out and I see someone who's not wearing a mask, in my head, I'm like, they don't give a fuck. But perhaps they have, I don't, I, they probably don't, yeah. but perhaps they have some reason. And in their head, they definitely have a reason why it makes sense that they're not wearing a mask. Right. So, um, I think
0: Bagel's meowing. bagel
1: is meowing uh, things like I deserve it. I've been looking after these kids who are home from school for weeks. I deserve to treat myself by going to a store, by doing this. Like Right. Well, this is the hard
0: thing about this. Exactly. It's like, yes, you have worked really, really hard. You have stayed home. You've been social. You've been compliant. You've been very, very responsible. It's all really good. The problem is there's not like a real math to it. We no. said this before. It's like if I'm building a table, I put in the time and at the end I have a table. Here you put in the time, at the end hmm. you don't have a table. You there's still don't really, have a table. It's, it's an extremely unsatisfying thing. Yes. There's no, You're not like, getting
1: credit in the, like some right. book. There's yeah. no
0: mission accomplished banner. No. It's just sort of like tentatively opening back up and going back and seeing. And we'll see. <laughs> And we'll see. I hope listen, I hope this is okay. Then there's also talk of like another wave coming at the you know, We're and not this, even all that, that stuff. I'm just saying too bummery. It's I understand this way of thinking where you're like, I've earned it, I deserve it, but and but you, you, you do deserve it. However, is it safe for you to do that? I think you have to think about that before you, whatever you it's do. It's
1: a little bit of a childish way of thinking of things. Not that I haven't fallen victim to it of like, oh, I deserve this. I've been very good. So I can be a little bit bad now. And that is not, it's unfortunately just not how life works. Uh, when it comes to this particular thing, you can't, all of the good that you've done can get wiped out. <laughs> The, if you get exactly yeah. it's
0: not like it's not like here's the, the I think we've talked mm. about it before it's like with this thing if you're good 99% of the time it kind of doesn't i mean it mitigates the risk but you just need to fuck up once
1: just need to fuck up once and we don't want you to fuck up we'd like you to stay healthy um here are some uh, here are some ways you can stay strong and stay compliant uh one don't just pay attention to people breaking the rules. Pay attention to those keeping up with them. They don't get as much news. You don't see, like, we've never seen the Twitter video of, like, a neighborhood that's, like, calm and quiet. No. <laughs> and people we only see the, the like, people in the pool that are all peeing all the in the people. same All the people, yeah.
0: The pea soup.
1: <laughs> the pea soup of people uh, without masks on. So notice those. Remember that, that those people are out there, too. And that the people you see on those Twitter videos are a small subset of the population. Um Stay aware of the biases that uh, have been mentioned in this article by Alice Boyes. just to kind of be aware like am I doing am I falling into any of this just because it's nice outside just because my neighbor's doing it be data oriented instead of paying attention to random signs pay attention to the actual data. Um, this woman, Alice, says that she has her state's coronavirus data page on her bookmarks bar. She checks it a couple times a week to see if things are actually getting safer right rather than just get it. And by the way, let's hope that your state is actually right. putting out good data. I
0: think <laughs> I think well, that's hard right? Because yeah. they found out in Georgia that they made they had a graph that showed it was going down, but they just switched the dates around to make it look like it was going down. That's Unbelievable. It's a bonkers thing to Anyway, <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is a couple times a week is good because here now you have to find that balance yeah. of that I had to find uh, of getting oversaturated with news about this versus learning just enough to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy for that to go to the extremes too. I certainly was looking up everything too much, and then I've certainly had times where I've like tried to shut it all out. You have to like find the balance and find what's good for you. For me, it's okay to shut everything out because I am still so super careful. And we don't
1: have, we're very luckily not required to be anywhere physically, which is no, wonderful that's exactly for right. us and, and that, very that's, lucky for that's us. That's exactly right. Yeah. For people who are, you have to kind of keep more of an eye on it. And then here's my favorite point recognize that your behavior impacts other people's if you are casually wearing your mask around your neck at the store or while exercising instead of wearing it properly on your face you are encouraging other people to do the same maybe you don't give covid 19 to anyone but maybe they do and i think overall there's it's a it feels like a, a level of emotional intelligence that we kind of need to get to of, of like realizing that your behavior isn't just about you and your immediate family that your behavior is kind of about right. everybody that you see out in the world. It's, it's-
0: hard to incentivize that, though, because it feels so amorphous and vague. Like, I completely understand, but but it's hard. We're in a place now where it's everything's become gamified, right? Like social media, you tweet something you see how well it's doing. Instagram, how well it's doing. Like everything has become, you You get feedback.
1: You scream racist things to somebody, they film it, they put it online, suddenly your life's over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly your life's over. (laughs) I feel, you know, everything's become so gamified and the feedback is so immediate for almost everything you do um, that now... With this, when that is completely not in the picture, it's really the honor system and like trusting the process.
1: Let me ask you this though, because I have something relevant to us that I feel like, uh oh, here we go. Oh my god, um, what go ahead. So, we have uh, the bathroom that's right off of our bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It it has been for the entirety of our lives that when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you kind of just would slam the door. But I have not been. Well, let, let me get to that. This is what's interesting. So when I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I make sure to like quietly kind of close the door because I don't want to wake you up. Now, in my opinion, and for many years, I was like, he just doesn't give a shit that he's waking me up by doing this every time. That was not the case. What was the case is that you didn't realize That that was a loud sound. Like it just didn't.
0: Yeah, I'm sleepy.
1: And I, (laughs) and so a couple of like weeks ago, I was like, "Hey, can you just like do that when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night? It would be great." And you have since then.
0: Every single time.
1: Every single time. All you
0: had to do was say it, Emily.
1: (laughs) But I do think that's an interesting bias on my part that I assumed that everybody thinks about how every single thing they're doing. We're assigning intent.
0: and motivation exactly. to everything, in my when opinion, sometimes it's not... It's just thoughtlessness. It's incorrect.
1: It's, which, <laughs> thoughtless. Just thoughtless. That's all.
0: I'm trying to, like, help you out, because <laughs> you're really coming off really bad in this story.
1: <laughs> oh, I I'm am- coming
0: off like a fucking <laughs> noble hero. The,
1: um, but I, it was interesting for me to be like, oh, it's not that he... Like I assume that everybody thinks about how their actions are going to affect the people around them because it's how I think 24-7. And I'm not saying I'm a saint for that. Oh my God. It almost handicaps me in a lot of ways because I'm too busy. You
0: just are too noble. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> too honorable. I'm not
1: trying to make myself sound... That I truly am not. Like, it's just how I mean. am. I'm built. And I think it's how a lot of people are built. And I think that we, the people who are built like that, sometimes judge other people for not being like that when in reality, I don't know if it's a better way to be to constantly be thinking about how
0: i would say you'd certainly think too much about how other people think sometimes to your own detriment absolutely like you will in the
1: not that i care what they think when it comes to like like i'll i'll be my whatever you go ahead yes that's it (laughs) i just uh it was it it was enlightening to me to realize like oh you didn't know what what was happening and then once you learned you're like oh yeah absolutely I, i can do that
0: i didn't mean care what other people think. I meant you really want to make people happy. Like so if we're having people over to our house, you're like I'm working a hard, you're a host. Yeah. But even if we're somewhere else, you're your host. You're the person in like the friend group that always is making sure everyone's having a good time and happy. And and I feel like sometimes I just want you to relax that sure. and be like, just oh, it's a hell. Let go. <laughs>
1: it's a hell. Because I'm not thinking about whether or not and I think part of it is from producing live stand-up shows for a long time where everybody's there to party and I'm there. To, like, to work. To work. And so it kind of, it maybe or maybe I took on producing stand-up shows because that's just what my personality is. That's right. Is. I
0: think that's what it but, is. But
1: uh, it's interesting for me to realize like that's not the best way to be in every circumstance. And uh, that just because other people aren't exactly like that doesn't mean that they don't give a shit. Because you do. And you close the door now, very quiet. Yeah, quietly.
0: I close the door every single time, let's, properly, let's, even though I'm very sleepy. Let's take a break. All you had to do was say it. We'll be right back.
1: And we we're back.
0: Back um, now. Staying I want
1: to staying in with Emily and. Camille I want to
0: make sure
1: at staying in podcast you might, at gmail dot think
0: that you have um, skirted this. Yes, sir. But you have not. That was a story. Oh, you were going to tell <laughs>
1: the whispering story. <laughs> Which, by the way, Harry probably took out most of that stuff. But I will tell no, the story. I, I anyway. hope Harry did not. Harry
0: put that back in. <laughs> uh,
1: and what what did it even come from? How how it
0: doesn't it... matter. Just tell the story. It's a fun story. You're in high school.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm in high school, and I um, really really love Prodigy bulletin boards. I was a, a there was it's an early internet back in the modem internet dial up days where you would go and post on a topic. And other people, and basically I just argued with people about Nine Inch Nails lyrics. That was like my whole thing. And I met a lot of dudes this way. And then when you meet guys, you get to then go into private chat rooms and then you can just chat your little hearts out. And I just developed full on romances with men. Uh, I Oh, it was about dating in this time of coronavirus where people are like just texting each other. This happened in the college class I had in the chat room with the guy that I never spoke to. I would have full on relationships with like several men all over the country I would give them my home address, and they would mail me mix CDs or mixtapes tapes, and they would mail me like comic books. And uh, what a great system! And then one guy said, um, "I'm gonna come. <laughs> I'm gonna come through North Carolina.
0: Mm-hmm. We should meet
1: up." And I was like. Absolutely. And how old are you here? I'm 16. Okay. I could drive. I remember that much. Um, and he was like, let's meet at this hotel. And I was like... Jesus, Emily. Absolutely. Is, I mean,
0: I've, I've known this story like for a long time, but every time I hear it, it I still get smart. scared. I know what happens. And... I still am, like, on the edge of my seat every time you talk about it, this. It,
1: uh, it was not smart. And what's even better? Well, did keep, keep, Didn't yeah. tell a single friend where I was so going. So
0: this is what happened. <laughs> you met a guy online. He said, let's meet at this hotel. Correct. 16-year-old. Correct. You said, great idea. This. I will tell no one I will I'm going no this.
1: Um, I told absolutely no one. And um, I went to this hotel to go meet this guy. So are
0: you uh, excited, nervous, scared? In my head, Gosh, my what do you family's think? Family's gonna
1: be listening to. It. In my head, I was like, I'm gonna run away with him forever. But I also kind of knew so you, that I wasn't. Did you pack stuff? No, I didn't pack anything. That's what I'm saying. Like in my oh, head, I was like, like, we
0: could get a toothbrush on the way.
1: <laughs> I was like, I couldn't fathom what could possibly happen. But I did. Do your parents know this story now? They do now. Yeah, I did not. I did not feel like I was gonna be in danger. Although I don't know why. That's what being sixteen. I give mean, you. that's
0: crazy that you it's, didn't think there would be danger.
1: And I do remember like doing some like. I did some like lady escaping cuz I was like maybe I don't know what will happen maybe this guy's my I husband. I mean
0: if you're <laughs> if you're driving to meet a guy you met online at a hotel I, I would say I know how the story ends but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would say 90% chance that guy is expecting something to happen.
1: Oh, abs- I mean yeah, it's a it's a full-on nightmare. It's not that smart. It was don't do this. If you're 16, never do this. It's not good. Don't do this. Anytime.
0: Don't do this. Don't do this. If you're going to meet someone from online, meet in a public place. Meet in
1: a public place, which I don't know why. We we met at a hotel that was near the mall. And by the way, it got torn down a few years ago. And I remember being like... Because they found
0: out. Thank goodness. (laughs) It's gone.
1: So I get to the thing. Raise the ground. Um, He opens the door. By the way, perfectly nice guy. Was never like a creep. So you go. I go. He opens the door and is immediately like put out to see me. Now, where my self-esteem was, I was like, oh, he thinks I'm ugly. (laughs) He doesn't like how I look, even though I sent him a photo of myself um, sitting on my parents' and fireplace. You skipped
0: up everything.
1: Um, I'm all skipped up. up. Uh, I think I had purple hair in the photo, and I don't. And I was like, maybe my hair color isn't right because I don't think it was purple by the time I saw him. Um, and by the way, it was hard to send photos back then. You had to get them developed. Sure, had sure, to have sure, Someone take a photo. So this guy opens so open the, the door. So open the door, and he seems immediately annoyed by me. And I was like, well, what have I done? Opens the door wider. There's a woman in the room. <laughs> now. <laughs> What became? Hold up. So I get, I go, and I just kind of sit there, and they're like watching TV. She's kind of somewhat friendly, but also kind of annoyed. He's definitely like so annoyed with me. And I was like, "Uh, what did I do wrong?" I mean, all I'm thinking again, my my yeah. self esteem's in the toilet. What did I do wrong? I must have done something wrong. Um, I hung out there for like 15 minutes, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go." And he was like, "Okay." Um, And then he walked me to the door and I remember he hugged me and I thought, oh, now's when the romance will happen. No, no romance happened. He hugged me very stiffly, um, very angrily. And then uh, I left and the door closed in my face.
0: So what did you, what did you think was happening? I
1: I didn't, I just thought, oh, he doesn't like me anymore. I don't know who this girl is. (laughs) I think the
0: story is. I
1: know what, I mean, I later when I thought back on it, I was like, oh, he was going to he was supposed to go by himself, and at the last minute, his girlfriend
0: yeah joined, and then he was uh, he had to be like, "Oh, I have some sixteen <laughs> year old girl coming, but we're just friends. We're just can friends." Can You imagine? That's crazy. That woman
1: should have broken up with him. I'm immediately. sure she did. But
0: but it's know? also it's uh, it's cool that she was, was kind of nice to you. She was. Thank I, goodness she was there. Thank
1: goodness she was there. I don't know what would have sure. happened in a million different ways. I, I don't think he was never. And I, who knows what people are. How he, old was he? He was definitely an adult, like a, an adult man, like twenty or so.
0: Honey, that's not good.
1: It's it's not good. It is a criminal act. But I don't think he would have like punched me in the face and murdered. I don't think he would have done that.
0: But but him hooking up with a sixteen year old oh, would be bad. illegal and immoral.
1: Bad all the way around. Yeah, it's not. You great. would have
0: been thrilled if that happened. <laughs>
1: No, uh, but uh, the point of the story is I'm so happy that woman was there and big ups to that relationship. I'm sure I, I don't know how much longer it lasted, because how do you explain that away? Um, I think
0: she knows exactly what's going on is that he's ensnared some poor teenager.
1: Poor teenager.
0: Into coming to his hotel room. I think he
1: maybe c- reached out to me one more time after that to kind oh, yeah, of what apologize. yeah, I don't remember. And I just remember being like, well, you didn't. This is done. Because it didn't occur to me until many years later what actually had happened. For years, I just thought, oh, he saw me and thought I was ugly.
0: Emily, that's heartbreaking.
1: The teenage brain works in mysterious ways. Oh, Emily. Anyway, staying in with Emily. It took you years
0: to realize that that was probably his girlfriend? (laughs) My God. I
1: have all kinds of stuff You hear that story
0: and the first time you're like, okay, his girlfriend decided to come on the trip with
1: him. Um, I'm
0: sorry. I would have been the same way.
1: Which way? that you would've
0: I would have I, I been all low self-esteem. Above. Yeah,
1: absolutely. A hundred percent. But there's a lot of things like that in my life where I'll look back later and be like, oh, there was one time that I was on a play and I had a very small part and we were all getting ready to go on for the first time. And the president of the drama club was going around and talking to each of us in character and being like how are you feeling? And he had to be like, I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen to the right. farm. That kind of shit. <laughs> and then, But I didn't realize that. So when he came to me, he was like, and so, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I was like, I'm fine. She's a little nervous about the play. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and then the woman after me, uh, the girl after me, who was also in the play, he went to her and she just started sobbing uncontrollably like in character. And I was like, oh. Um, okay,
0: <laughs> I fucked up. I meant nervous at the farm being (laughs) foreclosed on by the evil corporation. And again,
1: years later is when I realized that. Years later. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, Okay. Now I want to read back to some COVID uh, stuff. And we're kind of talking a little bit more about it this time, just because we are in a place where the world's opening back up. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about what you said about the difference between abstinence uh, versus safe sex. Education. So, this is a, a series of tweets from uh, at Mark Levine, NYC. Um He says, It's time to update the all or nothing messaging on COVID 19 risk. Let's give people the tools to understand that the riskiness of social activities lies on a spectrum. We are starting. Uh, We are are staring quarantine fatigue in the face. We need new guidance and policies to meet this challenge. Strict sheltering at home in New York over the past two months succeeded against the odds in flattening the curve enough to prevent our hospital system from breaking at the apex. This avoided untold suffering. The risk of a rebound still looms, so we need to continue extraordinary measures to ensure physical distancing for the foreseeable future. But given the long road ahead, it's simply not realistic that we tell people to indefinitely avoid all in-person contact outside their household, which I agree with. If we don't give people the information to choose low-risk activities, they will choose high-risk ones, like house parties, large gatherings in front of bars, or swimming at beaches without lifeguards, all of which already are happening in New York City. On the other hand, a lack of clear guidance on the relative risk means that some people overly focus on minor threats. Like contamination from bringing mail or fresh produce into your home, or from someone passing you on a bicycle in a park, I think people do get very focused uh, on those little tiny things. The growing consensus of scientists. And who
0: are these people? You would think <laughs> the people that have been If I'm you had to here. name a people who gets focused on uh, contamination from mail or fresh produce. If you had to name one person that, in your estimation,
1: uh, because com- too focused on it, would you say
0: it's uh, one of the co-hosts of this podcast? One of them, and it's no, not No, I see bagel. why you picked this. And I will say, we're not kudos done. to you for not pointing at me and looking at me as you were reading this, even though your voice was.
1: <coughs> Continuing, Mark Levine. Uh, The growing consensus of scientists is that most transmission is happening in enclosed spaces during sustained contact. Yes, any contact in any setting for any duration has some risk, and those who are most vulnerable need to be especially mindful of this. But it's also true that outdoors is less risky than indoors, small groups are less risky than large groups, and simply passing by someone is less risky than sustained contact. So let's give people the tools to understand that risk is a spectrum. Instead of simply saying don't get together with your friends in the park, let's give people guidance on how to minimize the risk if they do so. Keep the group small, don't share food, drinks, utensils, stay at home if you're sick. And let's give people guidance on the level of risk and how to minimize it for activities like visiting parents, going on a walk with your friend, having a play date for your kids, etc. New York City needs policies to help minimize risk.ing Quarantine rising,
0: rising oh, quarantine fatigue.
1: Lord, sorry. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down to the recap. Risk is not binary, like you said earlier. Simply telling people to stay home is not enough. We need to give people the in the public give the public the tools to understand where their choices fall on a spectrum, so they choose the safer path. Um, I think that is very accurate, and I think that is kind of the place where we're moving. It is no longer a thing where we're just like, just stay home forever. It's, it's, I think it worked for what we needed it to. And now we need to kind of go to the next phase. And I do bring this up because um, you have always been very, very protective of my health specifically. And uh, what's that going to look like um, as things start to open up? Because you are very focused. Like you will grab me and pull me aside when someone is passing within five feet of me and we're both wearing masks.
0: Yeah, not like violently. No,
1: yeah, you're you're lovely, but you'll be like, let's go hide in this alley, and then we just go hide in an alley while people walk by.
0: I would say for something like that, what we're doing is so little that I don't think me walking a little <laughs> bit to the side to avoid someone <laughs> who's walking towards me is that much
1: right to but do. My concern, I would say, is...
0: washing produce before it comes in the house or wiping mail. I don't think that's like making my life significantly worse in it, any way. It,
1: but the idea is, A, all that stuff adds up and adds to you feeling like the entire world is unsafe. And B...
0: Why, because it's bathed in virus?
1: <laughs> and B, it is, a, it can affect my life because you have you have a tendency to be very uh um, loving (laughs) very loving when it comes to me and and not also not trusting that i can take care of myself hey i've been letting
0: you do the grocery do the grocery disinfecting on your own
1: but that's yes it may not it may be a small thing but it's a little bit what it represents is that we need to maybe be focusing on safe now we're just fully having like a couple conversation safe things that we can be doing rather than being overly clamped down on these little tiny things that m- are probably not doing anything. And probably. you may say that they're like, oh, what does it hurt? It does a little bit hurt because it kind of leads you to feeling like, oh, everything is un everything is unsafe. Every I have to keep doing this because if I don't, something horrible will happen. I think we need to both be a little bit more, um, we need to start moving into the next
0: And what would phase the next phase look like?
1: The next phase would look like, um, not freaking out if someone wearing a mask passes by us.
0: I don't freak out. Okay, I just right keep my distance.
1: What will, in your opinion, what do we do? When when will we? Could we have a few friends over and sit outside?
0: Wait, what? I'm just I'm just sit outside.
1: Sitting outside with friends, like
0: at a like six feet apart. Yeah. In the backyard, how many friends?
1: I, I see, you're
0: already like- Well, I'm saying if we have, say, two couples over. Okay. And then our yard, it, 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 there's not like a ton of hangout no, area in the not. yard. So then, sure, if we like leave chairs for our friends far away from us, they can come and sit there. And I think that that would be okay if we're like six feet apart. Okay. That's um, something. I just... Uh, Harry, we, hey, Harry, take that out.
1: <laughs> we, at some point, as things start to open up, and I know I have to be more careful than other people, and I'm I'm more than willing to do that, but we have to figure out, it can't be a, like all or nothing. We do have to like right. kind well, of... F- because it's not good for your mental health either.
0: No, I understand. And I have been, I think all that stuff, the wiping down and all that stuff, I do think I've gotten better at it in the sense that I don't get stressed out about it. As oh, much it used as to be used a to. nightmare. We would always get into a fight.
1: Oh, every time. And you would be so angry about it. And I'm like, but you need the groceries.
0: It wasn't angry. I was just stressed out. And I was scared. <laughs> and I was turning that into anger. Come on, Emily.
1: <laughs> Basic. <laughs>
0: thought you knew this shit.
1: But, um... um
0: I, I will say the the hard thing for me with this mm. I know that I need to shift my approach with all this stuff. I don't know the specifics of it, but I do know I need to because I have like a I'm going to have to be on set. I have like a job coming up mm-hmm. in a couple months. It's not for it's not now. It's not for a couple months, but there is a start date and and I hope it stays. I hope I get to work and do that job. I really really want to. And so I have to ramp up between now and then to the point where You'll at that point, yeah. I am not in mental anguish being on set, surrounded by probably a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, and that is almost, it's how far away is it? It's like over two months away. It's a long way away, but it's its still something that I need to start adjusting to, but I don't know, like, if restaurants open up. Are we going to go to a restaurant? I I
1: would sit outside at a restaurant, I think. Okay. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh... (laughs)
1: I can tell by your face, listeners. Listeners, you can't see his face, but oh, it's they can panic. hear it in
0: my voice. <laughs> the long, uh, I think they know what that means. I also, I mean, it's it's hard because uh, let me just, I'll, I'll just say this: like it's been the 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 cutoff has been so abrupt, right? We were living our lives, and then suddenly everything went away, mm-hmm. including going to restaurants went away. It was dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. So now, when you say let's go back to it. I'm still in that mode. I'm still like in the mode where we needed to like stop going to these places. And so do I want to go back to restaurants? Of course I do. Of course I do. I, I miss them so much. I miss movie theaters. I don't, I, I want to get to the point where I feel comfortable doing this. But if you were like right now, hey, let's go to our the diner around the corner, sit outside and eat. I I don't know if I'd be able to do that today.
1: I don't know that I would either. I just think that maybe these are things we need to kind of uh, work towards how we can feel safe in ways that are real and not just in our heads imaginary. (laughs) 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 Do you remember that time you got mad at me? You were upset because I put my glasses on the table? It was a long time ago, but you got very upset with me because I put glasses on the table. in uh, My own eyeglasses onto onto a table. In the weirds? Right at the beginning of the weirds.
0: Before everything shut down. Before everything we shut were, down. We were out of town? Correct. Yeah, I can't believe you did
1: that. <laughs> but you understand that that is bonkers, right? Like what you're, you understand the thinking errors. Remember we were just talking about thinking errors.
0: <laughs> but the thinking errors were about how you think you're safe when you're not. This is not a thinking error because it's about... It's
1: the other direction.
0: Yeah, it's the other direction. (laughs)
1: So Um,
0: it's the opposite of a thinking error. And I
1: do think a lot of people perhaps are in your boat or have people that they love who are in your boat um, I there was someone who wrote into us that said this that,
0: boat is clean. <laughs> Everything that comes on this boat. Also, they're all individual boats cuz nobody down. is
1: <laughs> nobody's sharing a boat with anybody else. Uh, that the someone said that their mother or their grandmother wouldn't open a window because they were scared to let the virus in and right. it's like we spend our time focusing on these little tiny things that we think are doing something when really the the risk factor of the virus flying into your window
0: isn't it zero.
1: Exactly. So, like, we need to kind of that. Those are the things. The, the low risk. Yeah, but
0: that's thing. a you, that's a false equivalency because I'm not leaving my window open to let the virus. And I'm the virus can be on boxes. I'm wiping boxes.
1: Oh boy.
0: Aging them for tw- forty eight hours. <laughs> oh. I don't know. How are we going to do this? I don't know. I this don't is know. Be, I
1: mean, this is just a real... I don't have any sense. I don't know. You need to... Uh, in my <laughs> opinion, you need to get better. I, I don't know. I don't know. What would you,
0: Okay. So so ideally, take my... Suppose you could... You're in a position where you can change both our thinking at the same time, right? So you can like ramp up to things and there's a magic happening where the way you feel about it...
1: Is also the way is you how,
0: feel... So, so for you, for us... Mm without taking into account my neuroses and and idiosyncrasies and, uh, undying love and devotion to you. Uh, <laughs> how do we, what's for you? Do you have that mapped out in your head?
1: Um, not fully. No, I think. But
0: do you have a little bit?
1: Maybe a little bit. I think I would start, uh, I think some of the things we've already done, like we've stopped. If we're getting outside food, we no longer microwave it within an inch of its life. We kind of – we take it out of the containers that it we've came in. We've not
0: done that once.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's victory. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that – I think um, maybe I'm going to stop. I would stop being as uh, bonkers about – I still wouldn't like – keep boxes in the house, but we never kind of kept boxes in the house. I would just make sure the boxes immediately go to the thing and wash my hands. Like I would just, uh, and then I would probably try to see friends soon. If I knew that friends had been safe, I would, and I see, I have a couple of friends I take walks with. We keep masks on. We have been, we sat in a friend's yard, six feet away from them and like hung out for like an hour. We, we went to their house to do it. So I would maybe do more forays into things like that just to show I'm not trying to have a huge party. Um, but I'm trying to get more comfortable with the idea that there are ways, and I think it's more of a mental thing for me. I need to know that there are ways to go forward that aren't all or nothing, right? Because I think frequently in my life as a sick person, a lot of it's been all or nothing, and it's it's not great for your well being. My right. well being. It, right. it makes me feel like I have to be shut away in a tower. Right,
0: but it helps that the whole world has been like this.
1: I this, you're not. This, I don't think you're but, you're understanding. I have lived in this tower. I've been in this right. tower. It is, it is demoralizing. And if I don't see that there's a way out of the tower, it's it's bad. It's bad. I need to see that there's a way that I can live out of the tower because I've been living out of the tower. I'm doing. I was doing great. I'm. I'm. It, you know, like right,
0: right. I'm just saying that this specific tower sure. that you're in, everybody's in this tower, right. and we're all figuring out how to get start, out of this tower. Exactly.
1: But I think in your head, you would. You'd keep me in that tower for a little while.
0: Maybe we build like a tower <laughs> with wheels.
1: Just wheel my tower around?
0: Yeah. Howl's moving castle. Emily's moving tower. Emily's wheeling tower. Hey,
1: guys, what's up? Yeah. Immunocompromised. Uh, yeah. Um, can you talk? Can I'm sorry. You I have
0: a, a maniac down there who's manning the door.
1: <laughs> the bouncer's not letting you in. He got very muscular. Yeah, no one's on the
0: list. There's a. Uh, the, it's an empty sheet of paper. <laughs> The counter in his hand, it says one.
1: You know, once I, um, once I used to volunteer for the Center on Halstead, which is a gay, lesbian, uh, gay, GLBT kind of organization in Chicago. And I, um, one of my jobs was the bouncer in the VIP section of uh, like a big fundraising event they did. Whew, that was a rough, rough i've never been a bouncer before and suddenly everybody's insisting that they're on the list and i i have to be like no you're not i mean
0: that's the worst thing about la (laughs) is like if someone's like hey come to this place and you go there and then suddenly there's a guy with a list and you're like i don't want (laughs) to fucking talk like if there's a line to get into a place it is the worst i don't want to go i don't want it if there's a list i do not want it and so much of la is like um And then if they, like, know you from something, then they're like, suddenly you're on the list. Like, I... I
1: Which is even more Anyway, all
0: is say that there's no list on this tower.
1: (laughs) But you're right. I agree with you. We have to figure
0: out a way to sort of get back into the world. I want that. I want that. I I feel like sometimes this is not... Our lives got very small and it served its purpose. But I'm ready to get back into the real world. I just want to figure out how to do it. In a way that doesn't like freak me out.
1: It's interesting what you said. You said in a way that doesn't freak me out and not in a way that doesn't jeopardize your
0: health. Well, I I (laughs) did that on purpose because then if I could say jeopardize (laughs) your health, then you would be like, oh, you you can't control my health. This is the fallacy you think you can control. Always two
1: steps ahead of me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm making it about myself, not about you. When re- in reality, it is about you.
1: But a little bit, it's about. Exactly.
0: You. I shouldn't have said that. Now you're going <laughs> to. I'm saying it is about me. See? <laughs> I know you.
1: And I, I did it. No so fears. I want to
0: figure out a way to go back in a way that doesn't like, give me the fear or, or freak me out or anything. But I mean.
1: The idea is what then needs to change? Is it the fear or is it my behavior?
0: Boom. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even. <laughs> You can't have a victory because I don't think the ref understands what you said.
1: <laughs> Just that it's I am not the my referee. behavior that needs to change. It's your thinking that needs to change in that regard.
0: Okay. You've like trapped me now <laughs> because I used my thinking. I think both. I think we could, I think we could, we both need to figure out. I would say I need to figure out how to go out in the world and not freak out all the time. And we both need to figure out a way to go out in the world while we're still keeping safe from this very real virus very that is still virus. a threat. Absolutely. So I'm not, we <laughs> both need to change our behavior. And so what? like, I'm just saying <laughs> going out in the world is not going to be like going out in the world in February. Right. I just want to get back until... to my
1: licking mailboxes hobby that I've really started developing.
0: Let <laughs> me w- wipe it down first. <laughs> <laughs> then you can lick it. Um, i mean you are we've talked about this you what? do pick trash up off the ground anyway. i pick
1: fun things off the ground they're not trash <laughs> T- <laughs> i pick up a, a tennis ball if i see it a fun stick there's no virus on that stick the tennis ball i won't pick up if there's a fun stick on the ground i'm Please, gonna pick it up no
0: see that's the problem. <laughs> all right
1: we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with uh a lot we've been watching a lot of stuff we're gonna watch a lot it. of
0: stuff so. all right we'll be right
1: back with staying in Staying in podcast at gmail.com when we come,
0: ask. Oh yeah, staying in podcast.gmail.com. And when we come back, it's gonna be the fun stuff and none of this. Um am trying being to <laughs> Emily trying to trap <laughs> these stuff.
1: When you earn your degree online at Arizona State University, you get everything the nation's most innovative university has to offer. The same internationally recognized faculty, the same nationally ranked programs, the same degree. Learn more at asuonline.asu.edu.
0: And we are back.
1: So we really went, we decided to watch a lot of stuff this past weekend.
0: And we watched, it Mm -hmm. just so happened, a friend of mine recommended this movie that I had seen when it first came out called Last Action Hero. This is an Arnold movie. Arnold. Early 90s, 93. Schwarzenegger. This was a huge, big budget, hugely promoted movie that tanked when it came out.
1: And as I recalled... One of the first times I saw you perform stand-up before we I knew you, you yes. had a bit about this movie.
0: Because they want it was so high budget that one of the things they did was like one of the rockets that NASA was launching, they put a big last action hero banner on. To it.
1: promote the movie.
0: To promote the movie. And so the joke was it's so crazy because like you see it for like 30 seconds and then it's gone. Might as well write last action hero into a bullet and then shoot it into a crowd. Like I remember thinking that crazy was a very funny. Bit. Waste of money.
1: And but, then whoever gets hit by it gets to go to the premiere. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Depends where it gets hit. Um, I, I remember this movie coming out and uh, me loving this movie.
1: You loved it when it came I out. I loved
0: it when it came out. I loved it. But it was a huge flop. Yeah. We watched it again.
1: It's and bonkers.
0: It's so ahead of its, it's time. It's a very
1: meta movie. And the basic premise of the movie is that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a, uh, a fictional character named Jack Slater right? That's his name? Right. so, so it's, And yeah. that Jack Slater, uh, this kid who is the main character, loves Jack Slater movies and magically gets transported into a Jack Slater movie.
0: Right. So, and he's not Arnold there. He's Jack Slater.
1: He's fully Jack Slater. Um, he doesn't know he's in a movie.
0: No. And the movie is all jokes about action movies. movies. Yeah. Action movies. It's all like action movie tropes. So it makes fun of... It's a director of Die Hard. So it makes fun of Die Hard. It makes fun of... It actually makes fun of Roger Rabbit. It just makes fun of All those sort of, at least the weapons, those hard-boiled movies, like I'm getting too old for this shit, I'm two days away from retirement. He never Uh, gets
1: hurt. Every car he fires into, it explodes. It
0: explodes. Nobody really dies, though. There's a point where a kid, where the kid writes a swear word on it and gets him to say it, but he can't because it's a PG-13 movie. There's a part where he's like, this isn't the real world. Look, when was the last time you saw a woman that wasn't like conventionally attractive? And we look around and see that all the extras are like... And then Super Arnold hot. says, it's LA, which is also very funny. I thought this movie, even though it has some problems, and we talked about like the stuff I loved as a kid, my favorite parts of the movie that I loved as a kid, now... um were it's the opposite the part of the movie that i didn't like which i don't want to give away if you haven't seen it is the part that i wished was longer i
1: think we can give it away because i'd like to discuss it.
0: okay so so basically if you haven't seen it fast by forward the way, two to three minutes <laughs> yeah um so the, the, the movie, he goes, at the end of Act One, he goes into this movie. The
1: kid goes into the Jack Slater's movie. The kid goes into yeah. Jack
0: Slater's movie. And so all there's no rules. It's all bonkers. Then the bad guy enters the real world. And now Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jack Slater, enters the real world, where he sees billboards of himself saying all Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. Yep. He runs into Lauren They go
1: to the Fucking premiere They
0: go to the premiere Of, of the, the movie Of the movie that they're in That he's He was in <laughs> He's in yeah And it's now the real world So he can get hurt and stuff So when I was a kid I loved the part That's in the movie world mm-hmm. Where there's no rules And there's all these Crazy jokes and stunts As it is They only go into the real world in act three. And I kind of wish they'd gone into the real world halfway through the movie. Because that's where the really interesting stuff happens. And
1: a little bit when you're in an action movie, because they very much have made the joke over and over. There's no stakes. Like nobody can get hurt. Then you're like, yeah, there's no stakes. Who cares? Right.
0: And it's really fun. Like it would have been great for like 20, 25 minutes to be in that world. They just really fell in love with all of it. (laughs) There's a huge like action sequence that happens. Uh, At a funeral in the movie world, and it's crazy looking and it's awesome. However, it happens after we've established that there are no consequences for any of this. So, what you're watching is pure spectacle. It's kind of empty. Yeah. That should have happened in the first 20 minutes of being in that world. And then you go into the real world, and now it's this character dealing with being in the real world. That to me would have been more interesting. However, I really was stunned at how much of this movie holds up, how funny it is, how funny Arnold is in it. Um, Charles Dance is the bad guy. He's really he's, good. he's great in it. It's just super inventive mind boggling There's
1: a lot of weird cameos, like
0: a lot of great cameos. Yeah. Very uh, 90s cameos. There's a part where real Arnold Schwarzenegger is on the red carpet with Maria Shriver, his then wife, and she's like, please don't mention the restaurant or the gym. It's really tacky. <laughs> and then he's doing an interview on the red carpet and he starts talking about Planet Hollywood, which was the big restaurant that him, Sly Stallone, and Bruce Willis used to own at the time that was everywhere. Great skewering. Making fun of himself. Yeah. It's so meta and so crazy. And Arnold is so like comfortable being ma- making fun of himself. I really, really loved watching this movie. And I loved this movie. I would say...
1: I think the main kid's not great. They kind of went for a Corey... And sorry to, the, sorry to this man. Uh, they went for like a Corey Feldman vibe, but it did not... The kid is kind of just screaming like this the whole time. And you're like... Uh, he's, it's a little bit like... That was the part that kind of threw it off me. I didn't love it as much as you did. I thought it was enjoyable, but I thought... I was like, guys, What? What?
0: What's, what is great about it also is you 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 didn't love it as much as, as I did. I really loved it. Um, it's a real movie. It's a real story, too. So in the story of the movie, Jack Slater's kid gets killed by this bad guy, right? And so then he's having this realization in the real world where he's like, they just killed my kid to give me a motivation? <laughs> like, that's a crazy moment. He has this, like, big realization, and it's heartbreaking. And then in the real world now he has to save the real kid from the same bad guy who's also come out of the movie and is now in the real world. And now he gets to save his kid in the way that he couldn't earlier. So it really works as like his character arc works, the structure of the movie works. It's written by Shane Black who did, who wrote Lethal Weapon uh, and did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys and, and uh, Iron Man 3, I believe. He's just like- um,
1: It's a bit ahead of its time, I think. We were So far quite ahead ready. of its time. Yeah. We were
0: not ready- to have such a sharp and yeah. thorough satire of movies that were coming out at that time. Yeah. By sharp, I mean like it really gets to all the tropes and the. It just spends. Cliches. It's a
1: little too excited to be in the movie world, and it spends a little. It just spends too much time there. In That's my how opinion. I feel. Too. Yeah,
0: but but we up. But then we went off on a. We went on meta. a real tear. We went on a tear of meta movies. So then
1: we watched Scream, the first original Scream. Wow. Wow. What a great movie.
0: Because that's another movie that calls out horror tropes, but the difference of that movie is that it's real within that world. And so you never have a moment where the stakes aren't real, yeah. like deaths mean deaths.
1: Deaths mean deaths. What a great movie. Uh, what a performance by.
0: Uh, Drew tele- Barrymore? In the opening she, is she, great. She
1: is great. What a perform! Oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. It's a
0: lot of tongue acting. A
1: bonkers, bonkers performance. It's a, by a real Matthew tongue Lillard. performance. I highly recommend. <laughs> A rewatch of Scream, uh, Jamie Kennedy is it's great in the movie. Also, like I mean, there's a part
0: where Jamie Kennedy is watching Halloween on TV, and Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie he's watching has Michael Myers behind her, and he's saying, "Jamie, look behind you." Jamie, look behind you. And in the movie in Scream. The killer is behind him Jamie in the couch. Jamie Kennedy,
1: who's not named Jamie in the movie. His name's
0: not Jamie, but
1: he's saying he's his saying own name.
0: Jamie, look behind you. His name is Jamie in real life, and their killer in the reality of the movie is behind him, just as the Mike Myers, the fake killer, is behind Jamie Lee Curtis Scream, within guys. the movie. What's Scream is a miracle. It's because it works on every level. It works as a horror movie. It's yep. very very scary and intense. It works as a comedy. It's really really funny. It works as a meta commentary on horror movies. The idea that you can call out horror movie clichés while not puncturing the stakes of the horror within the movie. Yeah. It's a miracle. I don't know how you do that. And I
1: only, I kind of and we were talking about Scream as we were watching Last Action Hero because in my opinion the meta ness Of Scream and the way they call it out so clearly is is the better done version of Last Action Hero. If you're going to like talk about the tropes of movies, I think you want a Jamie Kennedy doing it more than you want like that little kid with his little jacket on. Well, also
0: Scream came out a few years after Last Action Hero. It's a
1: sexier movie in general. Yeah.
0: And Last Action Hero, like in some ways, we're going to talk about three. We're going to talk about Roger Rabbit after this, which is another meta movie. Um. It's, in some ways, it's the most ambitious of the three and that it really goes for it in a very, very direct way. Like, in in Scream, like, the Nev Campbell character does not meet Nev Campbell, the no. actor, you know?
1: That'd be it's, a It's lot. sort of
0: like, Wes Craven did a movie called Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was his first sort of attempt at deconstructing horror movies. And in there, like, Freddy Krueger meets Robert Englund. Um, and I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I, w- I would like to see that too. But but there's a great moment in Scream that's like so shocking that it works in Raising the Stakes, where Jamie Kennedy is explaining to his friends that horror movies are very puritanical, that when virgins are safe mm-hmm. and when someone has sex, that's when they the can killer can then kill them. And that conversation is intercut with Nev Campbell having sex with Skeet Ulrich or Ulrich for the first time. So it's amazing. He's explaining the cliche. Yeah. While in the reality of the movie, she's We're, having sex. And so we
1: know it's and coming.
0: As you're watching, you're getting more scared for her, knowing that now she having can be sex killed. With Skeet
1: Ulrich. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's he's like so 90s in that movie. He's
1: the most he is when you look up 90s, you just see yeah, Skeet. Skeet, 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 that Skeet, that Skeet, Skeet, motherfucker.
0: Um, but Scream is a miracle, and then we watched uh, anything else. You want to say about Scream?
1: No, and then we watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was one of my favorite movies when I a young woman, and it is still amazing.
0: Definitely Guys, my favorite.
1: Everybody, rewatch, rewatch Roger Rabbit.
0: Rewatch Roger Rabbit.
1: It's so smart <laughs> and grown up and S- weird,
0: scary.
1: Judge Doom is one of the scariest characters I have ever seen. In any, and that holds up. As a grown-up watching it, I was like, this is disturbing. And my favorite movies for kids, I don't even know who... was who this movie? What Did they consider this a four-quadrant movie? Who, who was Roger yeah. Rabbit for?
0: I think it was... It's sort of like... The problem with Last Action Hero, uh, the reason it was a flop, among the many reasons, I think people just weren't ready for that, is... A lot of it plays like a kid movie, but the movies that it's uh, skewering are not kids movies. They're like, and kids would not be smart enough to understand all the...
1: It wouldn't make no sense to a kid.
0: With Roger Rabbit, it's also some of it's a kid movie. It's mostly a kid movie, but then the plot really revolves around a real estate scam. I
1: mean, it's Chinatown. (laughs) It's Chinatown. It's literally Chinatown. No, it's totally
0: Chinatown, but, but they don't like... Tried. I remember as a kid loving the movie, never understanding what it was about. I didn't remember. And now any of the real I barely stuff. know. It's like a real estate scam. <laughs> but then it's also got those really scary parts that I think we talked about this. I think now with kids' movies, we're too scared of doing those really scary parts. We need I think, more scary stuff. I think kids can handle that. And And it's the thing that sticks
1: with them. I mean, everybody remembers Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Everybody remembers the moments in kids' movies, the fucking... uh, What are those things in... What's the the Oz movie, the second one?
0: Return to Oz.
1: Is that the one that has... The wheels? The wheelies. They're so disturbing. So scary. Uh, I think those are the things that stick with you and kind of make you a person in some ways.
0: Right. I mean, the first time we meet Judge Doom, he picks up an adorable shoe shoe cartoon... And dissolves him in acid (laughs) slowly. You see the tip of the shoe dissolving first and his eyes are going crazy because you know why? Because it hurts being dissolved in acid and he dissolves the The whole shoe in acid, pulls out Uh. and the shoe's red. There's like red paint dripping off his rubber glove because that shoe is now dead.
1: And also Jessica, what that movie also has is sex because Jessica Rabbit is one of the hottest creatures you'll ever see in your entire well, life. She's
0: not bad. She's just drawn that way. <laughs> it's one of those lines where you're like, that is the perfect it's, line.
1: And by the way, this Who uh, Framed Roger Rabbit is based on a novel, <laughs> which I am thinking about reading because I'm I'm curious. And that is one of two lines that is lifted from the novel directly, which what? I thought was kind of genius. Um, it's a really great, it's not a kid's movie. It's not an adult's movie. It's just like a very bizarre movie. It is a, it is amazing. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's amazing that it works. The, all the technology still kind of holds up. It still looks really good. And
0: it's a great Bob Hoskett's performance. You yeah. we were saying, like, it's hard to play a depressed alcoholic in a comedy and have it be a fun and funny performance. And he really pulls that off. He's believable as a depressed alcoholic while still being funny, getting laughs, and being... Sort of somehow keeping it um, light yeah. in a way.
1: I was obsessed with the Roger Rabbit uh, video game for Nintendo, like, obsessed. I played it constantly. And uh, at the end, the final battle is Judge Doom is like holding Roger Rabbit. I don't think Bob Hoskins' character is even. No, he is in it. He is in it. Uh, it... Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit are uh, being held over the acid. Uh, and Judge Doom is, you have to make Judge Doom laugh. So, like, you're being told a joke and you have to pick the right punchline of the crazy. joke. And Which is, like, not a final battle, but what a fun game. You get to drive Benny around. Right. Who doesn't want to do that?
0: The the other thing I realized, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid, is, like, I always thought it was Roger Rabbit's movie. No, it's Bob, Bob Hoskins, Hoskins' movie. movie. Yeah. It, it's his story.
1: It's his story. It's a great movie. Eddie Valiant. That's his name. That's right. There's a great line where Valiant. he's like, hey, didn't
0: you used to be Eddie Valiant? Yeah. It's so, <laughs> such a... Great movie. It's it's really, uh, yeah. it It's one of those, you know, where it just was such a massive hit and culturally like huge. And it's still completely and utterly in every single way holds up. Because it's not like, even though it's, I think it's late 80s, early 90s, it's set like in the 40s. Mm-hmm. That movie would come out today and you wouldn't have to change anything.
1: I love movies like that. That I love movies that are set in the past but aren't, but don't look like when they're filmed. Does that make sense? To me, Amadeus is like that. That movie was filmed in the 80s. But you can always tell it's always in the hair. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a period <laughs> movie, but everybody's got like mall bangs. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a whole thing. And they didn't do that for Roger Rabbit either. It's set in the 40s. It looks like it's in the 40s. It not, it's not like teased up, like ratted up hair. Which, by the way, I had mall bangs, so...
0: Okay. yeah no it's but just, i love that it's just such a such a good movie We also
1: watched boomerang which you'd never seen before and it's one of my favorite rom-coms
0: uh it's so so good because it is emotionally first of all a lot happens in that so movie. much somehow a lot happens it's a great romantic lead performance by eddie murphy which i have not seen i don't think i've seen it
1: it is And it's so funny. It's got so many weird little side things, like Jay, yeah. like Eartha Kitt's character. A lot of bits. Miss Eloise is her name. Robin Givens is really good in it.
0: Robin Givens is so good. And I was saying this as I was watching it. I was like, oh, she has an energy that I haven't really seen another actress have where she's...
1: Full on sex pot.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she
1: also is smart. Like funny yeah. and
0: smart in a way that... and And she's got like a comedy vibe the way she does her comedy is so different from any other actor i've seen and i was shocked that she ha- wasn't like in more stuff because she's super funny she's obviously very attractive but she's super funny she's a great actress in this and and she just occupies like a space that I haven't seen anybody else occupy.
1: Yeah, she's amazing in it. David Allen Greer Martin Lawrence are great in it. Oh, so good. Yeah, as his two friends. And
0: Halle Berry. Halle
1: Berry's great in it. Like, there's yeah. It's just a murderer's row. The entire cast is amazing. And um, it also reminded me that we don't have sex in movies anymore. There's a lot of like really <laughs> right. hot sex scenes in this well, movie. Well, because
0: porn, I think. Now we don't need this to have is them. This what we were saying. Because I will say like the sex scenes in those movies, like in Boomerang, I was like a little... I felt like nothing's kind of happening in those scenes.
1: <laughs> Unle- you're so desensitized.
0: Unless I'm... Yeah, I don't...
1: I remember uh, thinking those were hot when I saw them the first time. But you
0: don't actually see...
1: <laughs> you're upset that there's not penetration in your rom-com? I'm just
0: saying. I think we've gotten desensitized. <laughs> we
1: really have. Because I I was very... I thought those were very hot sex scenes as a young woman. And as a grown-up watching them, I'm like, eh, yeah, I saw that yesterday, but I saw the holes, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I And... I don't know if it's better or worse. It doesn't, I don't think. (laughs) Nobody
0: gagging. (laughs) Jesus. Sorry.
1: I don't think it's that we're more puritanical. I really don't. I just really think we don't need movies for that anymore. No, we don't need movies for that anymore. I
0: remember, like, you know, exactly where Basic Instinct the sex scene was. And and those are still hard, I think. Um,
1: Interesting. Rewatch and see what you think. Okay, that might be true. You that know, might be true.
0: I mean, I did not have access. to Maybe it might be because I'm connecting it to my childhood when I didn't have access. That's what to I'm you know, saying. Yeah. That's so right.
1: that's why I think boomerang's hot because I remember it. There's also like comedy in the sex scenes, like I and I love a good funny sex scene.
0: There, there is with, yeah. the, with the toes.
1: Yeah, the toes is good. Uh, PM Dawn and it's oh and it's romantic and it's emotionally pretty complicated. Oh, it's like so it, good. To,
0: the sort of epiphanies of the movie that that Eddie Murphy has are like, um. Hold up today. Like a, a lot of these, like romantic movies from the past have like weird, um,
1: they're like gender oh, politics. You just don't like. It sucks to be with a woman, but you gotta.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Turns out
1: you have to do
0: it here. I mean, you pointed out. You know, you have uh, him and you have Martin Lawrence, who is the id. Yeah. And then you have uh, David Greer, who's super the super ego. ego, who's like more about romance, and Martin Lawrence is all about like hooking up with the like ladies. And ego in between. Yeah. And he's like has to choose. Like all that stuff is really well done and really good. Chris Rock, isn't it? Like Chris it's Rock, just a, it? in a, a very in small it?
1: part. So great. Um. The and I wanted to mention one thing we tried to watch, speaking of scary, was Yellow Submarine. The Beatles and It was too movie. much
0: for us. But I love it. I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch <sighs> it. I just wasn't in the mood. I was like sort of like couldn't focus on it, it was walking around.
1: A horror show to me.
0: I can't believe that they made that.
1: <laughs> I just what were they I apparently, from what everyone's told me, because Edgar started texting me about it, that they didn't do their own voice, voice performances. That They had signed a three-picture deal. This was the third picture. This was, like, they just wanted to do something weird, and then they were like, we're not going to be involved. But, spoiler alert, they apparently are in the final scene. Um, and it just is set in a bizarre world. People are screaming. It's very bright.
0: There's the people with mouths in their stomachs.
1: I, and there's a hand that flies around? Yeah, the, And it the, has a mouth?
0: It's It's a glove. It's called, like, like it. the I want to see it again. It just—it just was too much in that too much moment in time. But how amazing that in the sixties they made. That only came out in sixty-eight. If it came out today, it would be considered avant-garde. <laughs> it would
1: be on Adult Swim, is what it would be. It would be
0: on Adult Swim, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and me. it's like just the biggest band in the world was like, "Can we? Can we do this? Let's do this. Right? Let's make this happen. Why right. not?" Um, one other thing we watched that I want to recommend was on Shudder, and it's called Blood Machines. And uh, it's basically a movie, but it's broken up into episodes for whatever reason. Yeah,
0: but the whole thing is only about 40 minutes.
1: Yeah. It is um, one of the most visually stunning things I've seen in a very long time. It's
0: a crowd crowdfunded movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's from, uh, what's the big source thing that people put? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Um, it's basically, if you know Heavy Metal, the animated movie from the 80s, but also the magazine Heavy Metal. Like, this is like deep sci-fi stuff. It's basically a live action heavy metal thing and we i want i wanted to see it because robert cargill who we both follow on mm-hmm. twitter he's a great screenwriter was tweeting about it and and we just in following him i don't know him personally um just in following him i'm like oh got we good have, taste, yeah yeah we've got like similar taste this is really if you're like super into like hardcore deep sci-fi like we recommended it to jonah and he did not like it That's right. even it was too much for him so just know it's it's french the acting isn't Great, the dialogue is. There is nudity. Great, there is nudity.
1: A lot of big nudity. But I
0: will. (laughs) There's a lot of big nudity. It'll make sense (laughs) if you see it. But I think the premise. Is fantastic it's so and cool. the story really works. And there's
1: gun mechanics. I'm always interested in in creative gun mechanics because I get tired of guns. I think guns are too easy in movies. There's some really creative gun mechanics in this.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, it's just a whole world, and even though the visuals are absolutely bonkers, when I saw stills from it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like one of those where you just watch, Doesn't turn your brain sense. off." Yeah. It makes sense. It does. And it's a. It's really kind of beautiful. What. Uh, what the the premise is really beautiful i i really really dug it uh, we were talking about it like for days afterwards yeah. and
1: it's like it's sexual in a way that i haven't really seen before it's yeah. sensual
0: right it's, it's what's
1: the difference i don't really
0: it, know i don't i don't know it, it's sort of like that um you know love like Boomerang. love sex death robots or whatever it was called um, that David Fincher did mm-hmm. on Netflix, which we also really loved. But again, that's a that's an animated heavy metal type thing. So just know that these things have have sex in them in a way that you're not used to seeing. It's a, <laughs> uh, but by that, I mean, um, it's a little more armpits <laughs> exploitative than yeah. oh, than yeah, it's the, just more nudity. Stuffing.
1: I, you know, and also French people in general. I, I guess that's a stereotype, but I think it's true that they're just, like, more comfortable with
0: nudity. Well, it's interesting. We were talking about this sort of French sci-fi thing that we don't really... It, they have a whole, like, sci-fi aesthetic.
1: Language, yeah. And
0: language that that is really cool and very different from everything else. Like, that, the Thousand Planets thing with them, Mobius. Like, there has been, like, these French... Um, uh, I think Heavy Metal started off French. I think there have been these French sci-fi like sort of touchstones and every now and then they make it here but they they really are their own thing
1: yeah i'm fascinated by what other cultures in general consider to be alien and interesting and bizarre and sci-fi-ish i think that's it's a fascinating thing to learn
0: um so do you want to read a letter i just wanted
1: to read one letter um this is from anonymous my partner question mark and I are in the process of maybe, possibly, probably, perhaps finally separating over after over 17 years together. Here's the fun part. We are doing this while living together in our one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan. I am immune-compromised, so we basically cannot leave. We are on day 73. We are expats and have no family that we can go lean on during this experience. We only have each other, but also we don't really have each other anymore. We are both seeing therapists multiple times a week via video chat, another fun thing to maneuver in a one-bedroom. We are seeing a therapist together to help us decide whether this decision is truly right for us now or if this is just a highly emotional time and we will regret making such a major decision during a pandemic. It's weird. Weird in the weirds. I don't know what would be better, being alone or being with your estranged partner. I guess it doesn't matter. It's all hard. Anyway, thinking of you, Lauren, hang in there. You will smile again. And that is for Lauren who wrote into us last week who said that uh, she's also just gone through a separation in the beginning of this. We got a few letters like this. So Lauren, you are not alone. Uh, there are people, life is still happening. All kinds of life is still happening even in the midst of all this. And I um, guess we can't pause it. Uh, Good luck to you. I don't have any advice. It sounds like you guys have the best boundaries you I can. I feel like
0: people are doing a, they're doing a good job yeah. of dealing with it. Take
1: care of yourselves. Um, start thinking about what you need to do to keep yourself safe as we move forward into this next time period, which is. Reentry.
0: Creeping on the come up. Creeping
1: um, on the come up.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Uh give us a good review on um iTunes, please. Oh, watch The Lovebirds is on Netflix now. Number it was, one
1: movie over the weekend. It was the number one
0: movie globally. Uh, <laughs> um which is very, very exciting. Um Thanks so watch for watching. That. Yes. Uh, uh, staying in podcast at gmail.com. That's
1: correct. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Keep st- keep yourself safe. Uh, and let's let's keep ourselves safe. And
0: this episode is brought to you by um,
1: Jaundice. What? What?
0: <laughs> what? I just said Jaundice is one of our sponsors. I
1: just My mouth That's, that's not not the first good. thing that came out.
0: All right. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by non sequiturs. <laughs> <laughs> Unpleasant non sequiturs.
1: Um, okay. Do All you- right.
0: So jaundice and just a, a egg sack full of spider babies. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks Scissors. For <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.